from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. This is Locked On Chiefs. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. We have a lot to talk about today. Chris is going to get with uh, the inside intel. Uh, I think he took somebody prisoner and is going to, you know, coerce some information out of him about Justin Herbert and the Chargers. That's coming up here in a little bit. We do have some things to get to because things are changing for this game. We're brought to you today by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism and commitment and overbearing sports parents and the whole nine yards, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people ever play professional football. Instead, they joined the League of Football Watchers. Pepsi's the refreshment that you need for those football watchers to get through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I'm Ryan Tracy, your founder over at Rogue Analytics and a host as well at rgrfootball.com. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're ready for your happy new year, which is coming very quickly for 2021. And we will be getting you a game preview tomorrow. But let's just go ahead and jump into the news that is hitting us right now. So really, the only bit of news that we're getting right now is that we have a lot of players that probably aren't going to play for Kansas City on Sunday. Yeah, something that you had theorized about before. And the big one is Chad Henney's going to start. Patrick isn't even going to play. It's not going to, I don't even know if they'll dress him. Maybe in case of emergency, I don't know, but I think that's a smart move. I like it because I think it lets you focus on the, the young running backs, the, the, the backup offensive linemen, try to drive that a little bit. And Chad Henney, who honestly hasn't had to do much this season. So just in case of break glass, like you got to get Chad some reps. I think this is a great plan. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're going to be starting Chad Henney. I think it's a good situation for us to go into this playoff game against the Chargers and start him and not have Patrick even dress, which it sounds like they're considering doing and and bringing up Matt Moore from the practice squad. I also wonder who they're going to activate from the uh, practice squad for this game. I think it'll be very interesting to see what they do in call-ups. Yeah, the big one for me that we haven't seen confirmation of yet, but we're going to see what happens on defense. A lot of young guys over there. I think at the end of the day, the only thing you have to to not let happen is let uh, what it will be a full strength Chargers team who has talent, who has talent to be competitive in this this division. They just don't have the luck, and quite frankly, they don't have um, the health. There's always something going on with there. I think they have to to reboot that strength and conditioning as well as the the um, performance department. We'll call it uh, in, <laughs> in Los Angeles um, because they're going to come out like gangbusters, and I just don't want to see any of the young guys get beaten down by a full-strength squad with who I think is now the second-best quarterback in this division and somebody that has a very bright future on being able to attack them consistently. Wow, that's pretty high praise for Justin Herbert. I I can't say I necessarily disagree with you. I think Derek Carr is probably plateaued as to what he's going to be as a quarterback, and I don't think that's going to be uh, anything that's going to get you a Super Bowl victory unless you have a extremely talented squad around him. Uh, and then you look at what Justin Herbert really brings, and the question that I'm going to be asking, and this is going to be something we're going to probably talk about at least a little bit during this offseason, is what is he able to do for them next year? Because there is probably going to be a sophomore slump. Teams are going to figure some of the stuff that out that he struggled with this year, but he hasn't hit it yet, so we'll see what ends up happening. I think it's very much dependent on the system that he's running, and that's dependent on the coaching staff. So uh, while I know... There are some that feel that he may survive. I, I just I just can't see it myself. Um, I leave nothing to the Spanos, but I know that you're going to get into it with David here in a couple of minutes 
So before we get to that, anything in particular that you're looking to see in this game? Not really. I think it's seeing the young guys play is going to be the big key. You know, really the only news that we had coming out of this was who was not going to play. And a couple of people practicing, Damian Wilson practiced, although I can't imagine he plays in this game uh, because he's, I'm not going to say he's a glue guy, but if he isn't 100%, you don't want to play in regardless. So I, I just don't think he's going to be playing. Uh, and I think there are going to be a lot of people that are not playing. I was kind of surprised that Le'Veon Bell was held out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm interested in that as well. But, hey, the postseason runs the postseason run. At the end of the day, this game doesn't hurt them either way. So I'm interested to see who takes the field and who doesn't. That said, coming up next, Chris and the inside intel on the Los Angeles Chargers. Who's ready for some football? It's almost here in the college football season is starting to get to the bowl games. I'm pretty excited about that. And then, of course, we have all the the playoff games for the NFL as we get into January. There's plenty to talk about. And a lot of it comes down to if you want to be part of the action or not, there's one place that you can be covered and one place that you can trust, and that's betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go check out Bet Online AG. And welcome back to another crossover edition. This is Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Chargers with David Drogemeyer as well. David, how you doing? Doing well, man. Always a pleasure to get on and talk some football with you. I mean, I wish the Chargers were playing better this year, but I mean, the Chiefs are definitely not having that problem. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting game from my perspective. Uh, I'm not really sure what to expect from Kansas City, but I am excited to see the Chargers again. Really impressed with what I saw from Justin Herbert the last time we saw him play. Let's just go ahead and dive into it. Do you think the Chargers are going to keep their coach this offseason? That's the question, right? I mean, that's what everybody wants to know. And I think if you ask the beat writers, they're pretty confident that they're actually going to keep Anthony Lynn this year. If you ask the fans, uh, they all want him gone. They, and, and and I understand uh, because, you know, he took until probably three or four games until the end of the season to really start making adjustments when the team was already out of the playoff race. I mean, they're already eliminated. It's kind of like too little, too late. Uh, I think it, it would behoove the Chargers organization to let Lynn go. I know they, that there's a ton of respect for him in that building, and that's the reason why they haven't made any moves like in season. But I would expect that they probably will let him go. I think that's the right move. Uh, I think that he has played a factor in Justin Herbert's development and, and his historic rookie season. But he, he's also been a detriment to some of the in-game decisions have been very questionable. And, uh, you know, the coaching staff lack of ability to really adjust from week to week and in game has lost this team football games. It's just as simple as that. Well, it's not just in game decisions, although we're talking, I'm going to be mentioning in game scenarios. I'm talking end of game scenarios. Oh, yeah. That has really cost the Chargers horribly this season. I can remember at least four games where he has just blown it completely in the last two minutes of the game when the Chargers had a chance to win. I'm guessing there's probably more than four of those. And the Chargers really were in, what, one-score games or a couple-point games multiple different times. Well, let me put it to you this way. The Chargers had a lead of 13-plus points four times, okay? And they lost three of those four. They're one of the only teams in NFL history to have a 17-plus point lead in three games and lose every single one of them. And, oh, go figure, one of those other teams in NFL history – was the Chargers. So it just seems like this organization 
it just, they have such a trouble at closing out games. They just, they don't know how to do it. And, you know, this coach doesn't help because he plays, he coaches not to lose. He doesn't coach to win. Very rarely have you seen the Chargers in, in his tenure put their foot on opponent's throat and really just destroy them. They're in so many close games because of the way Anthony Lynn coaches. And that's something that has to change. I mean, I'm, it's extremely aggravating and very frustrating as an analyst and as a fan to watch the Chargers because of those end of game decisions, those before halftime decisions. It's, it's just something that has to change. And unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change because like Daniel Popper of the athletic says, that's just how Anthony Lynn coaches football. Yeah, and that's a big problem. You can't you have a coach that is going to get you so close in so many games and yet just blow it at the end every single time and not really learn from his mistakes. I think that's really the thing that would be frustrating to me as a fan. I think, you know, you watched Andy Reid over the years in Kansas City, and one of the first things that he had to deal with as a head coach in Kansas City is trying to figure out the time management issues, and that's really something I've seen Lynn struggle with over and over and over and over again. So I do think that's a huge issue for this Chargers team. But when you look at this game and you look at what it means for the Chargers, what are you expecting to see from them? Yeah, I mean, for what it means, I think you just want to go into the offseason with some momentum. I mean, they, they've won a couple of games in a row when it doesn't matter. They have a, they're have they on a three-game winning streak. They're going up against a Chiefs team that they're most likely not going to play their starters, and we'll get into that when I ask you some questions. I'd like to get some information on that. But for the Chargers, I think it's just all about continuing momentum and and, you know, for Justin Herbert, you want to see him continue to make good decisions and protect the football and, and stretch it. I mean, he has a, an opportunity in this game to pass the rookie passing yards record that is held by Andrew Luck. He's 340 yards away. I know that's a big ask, but I mean, <laughs> going up against a, a defense that's probably going to be a shell of itself, it is possible. So right now, I think it's all about accolades and, and trying to get some good momentum going into the offseason. The Chargers before this season were shut out in the AFC West for two straight years. So they actually got some wins against the AFC West. They always seem to play the Chiefs very close. I mean, even with all their starters out there, I expect that this game, man, I I don't know what to expect because I don't really know who's going to play out there. I mean, that's really the, the biggest question mark. But for the Chargers, I think this is all about just continuing momentum going into the offseason. Well, and for a guy that wasn't expected to start this year and Justin Herbert, at least not early on, uh, against most of the other teams, and then to start as early on as he did, throw for 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, uh, with 10 interceptions. Obviously, you want to get the interception number down, but for a rookie quarterback, you got to feel pretty good about that. I mean, nobody expected this from Justin Herbert. Nobody expected to see him play at all this year. I mean, it was supposed to be Tyrod Taylor as the bridge, and they wanted to have Justin Herbert sit behind him and learn, which I was in favor of. I mean, coming out of the draft, there was some some questionable or some things that you would question about Justin Herbert. One of the things was his processing of the football field. We didn't know if he was going to be able to go through progressions because a lot of the times, and it might have been a a byproduct of the offense that he was in at Oregon with a lot of the short, quick passes, but you didn't really see him go through full progressions. We always knew he had the physical attributes and the talent, but it was the mental processing game. We knew he was smart, but, you know, processing of the football field, which we had question marks about. But Justin Herbert has emphatically answered those questions. And, you know, a a freak accident or just a a bad medical situation to Tyrod Taylor uh, unfortunately happened to allow Justin Herbert to get that last second start against the Chiefs where he went out there and played extremely well. And, you know, we've seen him grow from week to week to week 
And it has been truly the highlight of the year for Charger fans and, and, and for us over here at Locked On Chargers is being able to watch him grow from week to week, make mistakes, learn from those mistakes, clean things up and get better as the year goes on. So I think we're incredibly excited for uh, Justin Herbert and we fully expect him to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. I feel like he's, he's earned it and, uh, we wanted to see how he takes that leap from year one to year two. Hopefully it is cleaning up some of those interceptions. But if you look at the full body of work, I think you have to be excited. And I mean, you ask any team out there, it's all about getting a quarterback and getting him on a rookie deal and being able to build around him. You guys know that more than anybody else. And I think the chargers have that piece. Yeah. And I am excited to see what the chargers are able to do with him in the future. I thought that honestly, before the season started, I thought drew Locke was going to take a step forward and he didn't. So uh, right now, I think that, you know, Herbert is obviously the second uh, quarterback in the division, the young quarterback of the division. Um, I don't know that I would really put Derek Carr in that category anymore. He's a little bit elder uh, in that regard. But you look at the rest of this division and you look at the Chargers and honestly, the Chargers were so close in so many games this year. They could have been in a spot where they could be fighting for a playoff spot this week, but they're not. You look at their defense. And their defense has been very fierce, but they're still missing some people. Who are you expecting to not have this week uh, for the Chargers? So on the defensive side of the ball, we already know that Uchenna Nwosu is on IR. We know Melvin Ingram has been on IR, and he's not going to play. Joey Bosa is in concussion protocol, as far as we know. We don't know. We haven't had any updates on on whether he's going to be getting out of that. So that's probably the biggest person on, on the Chargers defense that you're looking out for. Also, Casey Hayward and Rayshon Jenkins both left the game on Sunday with injuries. So we'll have to keep a monitor on that and see if they're going to be able to go on Sunday. I would imagine that if they can, they're going to try because it's the last game of the year. I mean, it's the last opportunity to get on the field and, and try to get some stats and try to get some bonuses, whatever's in their contract. You know, there's always some personal incentives out there for those type of things, but yeah, Joey Bus is the big name, obviously. I mean, without him, they get very little pass rush, and I think that's a, a big indictment on on this Chargers defense, especially their defensive line, is without Bosa, they can't get after the quarterback pretty much at all. So that's going to be a big priority going into the offseason is getting some help for Joey Bosa. And I'm not going to lie, that would be a very welcome thing for the Chiefs fans this weekend because they've dealt with enough O-line issues, and I think we're going to see a retooled offensive line for this game against the Chargers. When we get back, David is going to flip the script and ask me some questions about this Chiefs team. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors, some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie, and uh, I like that coconut one as well. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. All right, we're back here on the crossover edition. Of course, I'm David Drugmeyer, Locked On Chargers, over here with Chris of Locked On Chiefs. And we're going to switch things over and we're going to get in, get some information about the defending Super Bowl champions. So let's we'll start I still off with can't get over that. I know, right? I mean, sorry, not trying to throw it in your face. I just no, I, I get it. I totally understand. I mean, 
we all want a championship. The Chargers never had one in their entire history. It's something we're always striving for. We hope they're close, but we don't know. You guys got it done, so that's the moniker that you guys get. But here, you know, in the last couple of games, it seems like they've played some pretty close games. I mean, especially that last game against the Falcons, a 17-14, to just super close victory. Does that give you confidence that if they get in those type of games, they can sneak out those type of wins? Or does it give you some cause for concern because they're not just dominating? You know, I think you look at this team and I think it, it could go either way, honestly. I, th- I think you could look at it and say, well, you know, it's the Atlanta Falcons. They should dominate this team. They should win. It shouldn't be even close. And I get that. And I get that it didn't look good. Uh, and I completely understand why, you know, a lot of Chiefs fans out there are not happy about that game. I wasn't happy about that game. It was ugly. Uh, but you also have to look at it and you also have to realize, okay, well, Kansas City's down to their, uh, I guess you could call it their second string right tackle, their third and fourth string guards. Um, they're cobbling together an offensive line at this point. They lost their starting center for a couple of plays against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, and Sammy Watkins went out against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, ben Neiman went out against the Atlanta Falcons. They were down their two starting linebackers that they had going into this game, Damian Wilson and Anthony Hitchens. So defense, you know, so when you start looking at injuries and COVID and everything that was hitting this team all at once, I kind of get having an off game. Uh, And obviously you would want to, you know, win by a little bit more, but you you have to also look at it and say, okay, well, hold on a second. They played the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Uh That's a tough game. They played Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay a couple weeks before that. Uh, They won there. Uh, They won against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. I mean, that's a, that's a tough team too. That's a playoff caliber team. Whether or not they make the playoffs, they are a playoff caliber team. Chargers know about fan- them for sure, and they have a fantastic defense. So, uh, you know, to be able to stick with all of those games or stick with all those teams and come out victorious—that was the big thing. You know, a lot of people are arguing that maybe the Chiefs are just bored. I could see that. I mean, honestly, and, I, and I'm not trying to sound conceited or anything, but I could honestly see that because you're sitting here at you know 14 and one at this point when you're playing. Uh, sorry, you're 14-1 now. You were 13-1 when we were getting ready to play him. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, pretty much we already have the number one seed. What are we playing for in this game? Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it's a fair question. so I could see them being a little bit bored and you expect that they're going to turn it on uh, when the playoffs start. And I fully expect they'll turn it on when the playoffs start. You see what Patrick Mahomes has done this year. And I still think he's the league MVP. I know a lot of people are starting to say that it should be Aaron Rodgers, but I think it should be Mahomes just based on what he's done in some of these games uh, where he's just pulled rabbits out of his hats time after time to get the Chiefs to victory. And uh, I think that's really what the MVP is all about. Yeah, most valuable player. It's the guy that, you know, you you take him away and, you know, your season is completely different. And I think, you know, that's probably a pretty, you know, a convincing case for Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, switching gears kind of to this game here, you know, are there players that you don't usually start, you know, that you don't usually see that you're kind of excited for? And, you know, do you think that those guys are going to be able to make any kind of impact in this game on Sunday? You know, right now, Andy Reid's holding it close to the vest as to who he's going to play and who he's not. Uh, you would assume that Patrick Mahomes is not going to play. Obviously, Tyreek Hill won't play. Travis Kelsey won't play. You also assume that a guy like Eric Fisher, who started every game this year, is probably not going to play. He's been dealing with a back injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you would figure he's not going to play. And then you start looking at, you know, other position players, you know, Sammy Watkins is injured, so he's not going to play. 
that pull, pushes McCole Hardman up the list. Okay, well, are you going to really want to play him, or are you going to want to put in, you know, a guy like Marcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, bring up some wide receivers from the practice squad, like maybe uh, French or uh, even uh, the big guy that everybody loves. Uh, that's I can't think of his name right now, uh, but I do think that they are going to be looking at. Uh, possibly bringing some guys up that you will not have seen. Uh, and I do think that that's going to make this game even more interesting because you're going to have a lot of young guys that are playing that wouldn't necessarily get to play any games at all whatsoever. And and really, when you start looking at with COVID this year, it's going to allow Kansas City to be able to do things that they normally wouldn't be able to do because they can bring up more players than uh, normal. But you know, I'm really interested to see what they do because I, I think it could be a really good thing for some of these young guys to get a chance to play. And the guy I was thinking of was Jody Fortson. I think that it's possible to bring him up for this game as well. Cool. All right. Yeah. We'll definitely be looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Uh, I mean, th- there's the age old question when you know, you have a, a, you know, a buy, you have the number one seed all locked up. You have that conversation about rust versus rest. So, you know, is there a concern here about the chiefs not, you know, playing their starters and them potentially not playing for two weeks? I think there definitely has to be a concern there. Uh, I think you look at what Baltimore did last year, and they just came out flat mm-hmm. and got pounded by Tennessee. Yep. Uh, and honestly, I think that's got to be a major concern. The thing is with Kansas City, though, I think that you look at it and say, okay, well, we've been in battles all year long. We've got every single team's best shot. When the playoffs show up, we're going to get the best shot of every single team again. And you know you got to be ready for that, and you got to be as healthy as you possibly can be. So I think that that's what they're looking at, and they're saying we'll take the risk. And I think Andy Reid trusts his guys. His you know this team, they've had a couple of guys go on the COVID list throughout the year. Anthony Hitchens is the newest one, but generally speaking, you know you haven't seen many of the Chiefs have that issue. Uh, and I'm not saying that that other teams are having horrible issues, but there are some teams that have had breakouts. Kansas City hasn't been one of them. I think the entire team is taking this very seriously. And I think that really gives Andy Reid the ability to feel like, you know, he can look at these guys and say, okay, well, you know, we're going to be practicing, but, you know, you're going to be off for this week and and we're not going to play for basically three weeks. That is a scary thought from a fan's perspective, though. I get it. And then last but not least, the Chiefs are the betting favorites to win the Super Bowl, according to betonline.ag. If they were to get tripped up in the playoffs, what do you think the reason would be? Right now, I would say to be the offensive line. Um, it's just been really shaky, and I, I think what you're going to be seeing is you're going to be seeing teams really trying to attack the interior and really just trying to get after Patrick any way they possibly can. Uh, the one thing that Kansas City really has going for them that really could hinder teams from trying to pressure Patrick as much as I think that they need to at times is he is so good against the blitz. So if you're sending five or six guys, you better get home or he is going to eat your lunch. And that is just the reality of the situation. Uh, You know, I think that that's really what you're looking at. Uh, You know, when you start looking at the different teams that could trip them up, I do think that they have a chance of making another Super Bowl run this year. Obviously, I think that uh, they're in prime position to do so. I think really the biggest team that could trip them up in the AFC is probably Buffalo. Uh, But we did see them play Buffalo earlier this year, and, and that ended up pretty good for Kansas City. Uh, in a game that really wasn't as close as the ending score indicated. So I think they'll be good there. I think really the fun part is going to be a matchup of, I I really do think it could be Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And that would be a phenomenal game. 
It would be. That would be a hell of a game. Well, we're going to have to wait and watch and see how everything unfolds. But of course, you can find him on Twitter at Chris Clark NFL. You can find me on Twitter at Dedro Sports. And that's going to do it for another crossover episode. Thank you for joining us. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.